block Feel me now Gonna feel me now Back for 2021. This is the You Gonna Feel Me podcast. I'm your host, Slim. My special guest today is Miss Winfrey, like Oprah niece. Yes. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. My name is Adrena Winfrey, but a lot of people in the uptown area know me as Pumpkin, but I am Adrena, the founder of Aaron's Nesting Place. Aaron's Nesting Place. Yes. Interesting. What, what does Aaron's Nesting Place do? Aaron's ne- I started out as an advocate for victims of domestic violence. After I went through this violent marriage and the person that it turned me out to be, you know, and the help that I felt like I didn't receive, I wanted to come back to New Orleans because I had moved away to Texas for a little while and, um, you know, help people who've been in the same situation that I've been in. But it kind of created something different. My mantra is uh, creating a safe haven for the broken. broken. And I'm getting a lot of people that's in a broken situation, you know, broken systems, broken families, broken relationships, just broke. You know, and some people just need help and they're just looking for a place or a person that can help them navigate themselves through it. So, you know, that's what I've just, it, that's what the mission has kind of turned out to be. And do a lot of people reach out? Daily. Yeah. A lot of people reach out, social media, DMs, telephone calls. I have a website that's activated 24-7, you know, text messages, you know, uh, people that'll go live. A lot of times females will go live in the middle of a, you know, a domestic violence situation, beat up, black eyes. People in the community, they'll tag me into the people post. When they see people reaching out for help in a way on social media and they know that I can help them, they'll tag me into the person's post. And I just go in, you know, I go into their DM, request their friendship and just send them a message and ask them, can we talk? You know, sometimes friends have friends that's in a situation and they've tried talking to them and they'll call me and ask me, you know, like Adrena, I got a friend, she's going through something, you know, can you talk to them? They'll send me their phone number and I just call them up and talk to them. Text, whatever works. Do you get any rejections? I mean, I'm not going to say rejections. I get some people that uh, say that they're ready for help, but they're not too ready for it. And that's okay. You know, just knowing that they have somebody that they can call or text when they're ready. You know, some people I've met along the way and I've reached out to them and they didn't want the help at that time. But, you know, I've had some people, it's been like nine, ten months since I've heard from them and they'll just come out the blue and just send me a message saying that, you know, they need somebody to talk to, they need help, you know, anything. I got a young lady that, you know, left her abuser and she's been on her own for a few months and she's been doing good, but Christmas came up and she couldn't buy a tree. You know, she couldn't buy gifts and she didn't want to fight with him behind buying gifts for his four kids. So she knows she had somebody that she can call. And you know what she got? She got that tree and she got her gifts and it's no problem, you know. And just to keep her from feeling like she got to go back to an abusive situation, you know what I'm saying? Even calling somebody, knowing that it's hard sometimes as a mother when you have things you want for your kids and you and the partner's not getting along and you got to call them and then y'all go into a fussing, howling, screaming, talking down to each other match just behind a Christmas tree, you know? Sometimes you just don't want to go through all that. So to avoid that, if I could buy her the tree, to avoid the situation and keep a peace for Christmas, then that's the mission. Understood. And what do you think is the the root cause of domestic violence? 
I'm not, I mean, it's a lot of root causes, but a lot of it is some generational things that go on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't speak for everybody else. I could tell you my story, you know. I've had a lot of family members that came before me that I've watched go through domestic violence situations. I had one cousin that, you know, her husband, her uh, kid's father shot her with a 12-gauge, you know, paralyzed the whole right side of her body, face down. She still was with him. Then he set the house on fire, my great-grandmother's house. You know, and it took her a while to get over that, you know. And then other people in my family, I had another family member that her and the husband, he lived on the right side, she lived on the left. Why? Because they couldn't get along, you know. And then he was so mean and evil, he was giving that to the family members when we used to come over to visit her. We've been seeing it, you know what I'm saying? So then when you get into a, a relationship situation, not even man and woman, like being in a boyfriend, girlfriend, but your friendships with other people, you're going to give off the same thing you've been looking at all your life. You know what I'm saying? When they say you're a product of your environment, that don't mean just, oh, because I come from the project, I know about project stuff. No, if I come from a household with violence and, and, and belittling and nobody respecting each other, then how am I going to go out into the world and give something that I didn't have? Nobody didn't teach us that. We know as children, we sponges. We pick up everything that's around us. If we're not picking up no positivity, where are we supposed to give it out at? That's true. So I do think a lot of root causes of it is things that we have grown accustomed to. I'm not going to say the environment in which we lived in because my mother, you know, she had a domestic violence situation before I was even born. And I can't say that I saw a man hurt my mother because my father who raised me was a kind gentleman. Now, why did I go pick up a husband that decided to be, you know, violent towards me? I didn't, he didn't give me those characteristics, should I say, when I first met him. So we can't say the root cause of my situation is because of what I saw, because I didn't see that in my immediate family. I saw it in the outside parts of my family. My mother didn't teach me that. My father didn't teach me that, you know, and he didn't show me that. But at times, you know, people change too, you know. Things change, people change. Yeah. We were together for years before that violent part of him came out, you know, and that's due to his generational curses because he has schizophrenia, bipolar in his family. And, you know, some people, those characteristics don't come out immediately. You can meet somebody and be jammed for about three years, four years down the line. Here come that bipolar ways and you'll be looking at them like, Lord, where that came from? Well, what happened to you? Exactly. What you took? Yeah, and that's why doing corona domestic violence have been heightened because people can't go outside, people not going to work. You know, we got to stay at home order. So now people who usually work 40 hours a week and outside the house 60 hours a week, they at home now. So now you really get to see who you married to, who your baby daddy or who you in, you know, in real relation with in one household. You get to see that real person now because y'all at home the whole time. Man. And all the characters start to come out, all the flaws, all the good, the bad, and all that. People like Jared's, Jared and, and different Diamond Zales, and them people making money right now. Yeah, because some people falling in love and some people falling yeah, out, out of love. Because yep. we in close quarters now. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't ever brought up to like put your hands on a woman. Me personally, I don't like it. I mean, I've seen it. So-called, sometimes family, but a lot with friends, and you know we have this stigma in New Orleans. You know, well, that's not my business. I'm gonna mind my business. Exactly. But in actuality, that that's a problem. It is because no one wants to see their mother beat on. So why would you want to see somebody else's mother 
daughter, wife, friend, niece, cousin, beat on. And, and when we say that, that, I'm not meaning like you seeing somebody in a fight, you just jump in to help that person. Not saying that. Right. Not safe at all. Not turn out bad. Not the recommendation. Exactly. Now, me personally, I'll call 911. Call me snitch rats, whatever you call it. I will use that 911 because I could have saved that person's life. You know, if I pull off and leading people fighting, you never know what may happen. I've seen people fight on the side of the road. And I call 911 and I pulls over and I wait. And I wait to see if the police come. And if they call my phone back, I give them my first and my last name. Now, you could get mad with me if you want. I'm, I, I did what God told me to do. You, you possibly understand? saved a life. Exactly. I can't pass by. That's not loving thy neighbor. That's not loving one another. When you walk past somebody when they hurting, you know what I'm saying? That's not loving one another. Now, I'm not saying you got to give everybody you walk past that's hurting, but some people need that extra hand. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, no, I wouldn't just ask nobody to do that, but, like, people that's going through some things, like I said, people on social media that'll tag me or inbox me because they're seeing somebody hurting, and that's, like, minding their business, you know, because they done put me in the business now. But I tell them, like, you don't worry about the backlash from them. Let them give it to me. I'll call them, you know. I don't have to say so-and-so. Just tag me into your post. I just was checking on you, see if you're all right. You need somebody to talk to. You see what I'm saying? I'm not a professional. I can send you to a professional, but I can tell you about me and, and the results that happened with me. You see what I'm saying? And Guess what? Abusers don't always come in men form. They come in women form, too. Right. You and, see? And abusers, abusers always, it's not always physical. No. It's, it's 99 categories we got. We got emotional, financial. We got sexual. We got, it's even a birth control type of abuse. There's a new name for it. I got to look it up because I forgot. But let's say a man constantly wants a woman to stay pregnant because he wants her to stay up under him. See, so she'll have four, five, six kids under him, and that's a restraint for her because now she's forced to be with you. And that's a type of abuse as well. Social abuse, you don't want nobody talking to nobody. You know, you don't want them texting. You're checking text messages. You're checking emails. You, you got, we got the new tracking devices and all that. All that's a form of abuse. Controlling somebody. All that mind manipulation people do. That's all abuse. See, I never looked at it in all the other ways. I always thought it was physical and verbal. No. But. If you're forcing somebody to do something for that you want them to do, but not necessarily something that they want them to do, that's abuse. That's true. That's true. And then we don't understand that, you know, that's why I use myself as an example. Because when I was being abused, it turned me into a, a different person. You see, my heart was blacker than these nails I got on when I finished with that. So every relationship I had after that, I didn't have no feelings attached to that. I didn't have no feelings involved in that. You know, I was just shaking and moving, moving and shaking. You see what I'm saying? That's abuse. Because you're not telling that to people. You're not telling people that you really don't have no feelings attached. You're just talking to these people and getting what you need and what you want. And, you know, yeah. then you, when you finish, you're making a move, you see? And we just think we just living. No, that's abusing other people, you know? I've had a guy tell me that he dumped me. Because I ain't have no emotions for him. He was looking for love and you just was... I was tapped out. Yeah. You know, because I, I wasn't at a place where I could have been honest with people. I went 10, 20 years. Some of my friends just not even finding out about what happened with my marriage. They know I went to Texas, I got married. And then 10, whatever years later, I came back. 
And when I came back, the whole my whole little city crew, my little uptown was like, hey, Pumpkin's back. And we just went on back like nothing ever happened. Nobody never one time asked me, well, girl, what happened? I thought you was married. You know, nobody never asked me. So I never even had the opportunity to even tell them. And I was in such a messed up place mentally, emotionally, physically, that I just came here like on a rampage. And that's why I'm so into my community because that's the same community I was doing my dirty when I came back. You care. Yeah. You care. And it's called reciprocity. What is it called? Reciprocity. That's what I'm talking about. And, and it's sad, like you say, you, you may not see the characteristics right then and there, but I, I was told... They have a guy named Michael Bates, and he used to have a, um, well, he still has a radio show, mm-hmm. but they took him off down here. So last time I was working in Macon, you know, I was listening to him, and I follow him on social media. And he used to always say, you know, just because that outer shell looks good doesn't mean it's good. What? And he was like, why are we not, well, before we get in these relationships, because you can be friends with anyone, but why are we not checking to see if this person's family has a history of Mental health. Mental health, you know, the bipolar, the schizophrenic, the diabetes, the high blood pressure. The domestic violence. The domestic violence, because when you get in this relationship and you start having these feelings and then these children come along, then you kind of, I hate to say, you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. But we don't find that out on the front end. Right. You find it out on the back end. And sometimes, I hate to say it, the back end may be too late. It is too late. Because his schizophrenic or bipolarness then broke out and now he didn't burn the house down. Uh, he didn't shot you. Uh, he didn't harm the kid. We seen a Tyler Perry movie where his schizophrenic broke out and he threw the kids off the balcony. We didn't have many killings here where the man done killed the wife and his own right. child. But we just want, talked you about You know, don't want to kill itself instead of just offing itself, you know, so... Well, that's the, that's the environment that Aaron's Nest in Place is trying to create, is healthy relationships. Just healthy relationships with, like I said, man and woman, your friendships, the people you encounter every day. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to really get to know each other, you know? Really like, get to know Really each get other. to know each other. I got many, many friends, and I got many, many friends for many different categories. You see what I'm saying? And just because we just, I just had this talk with the doctor, good street doctor yesterday about having either a 30%, I'd rather have a person that's a 70% than a 95. Because that other 5% that they missing hurts more than the 30% from that 70% person. Because see, if you 70% and I know you 70%, I'm already knowing what to expect. You see what I'm saying? So when you don't, live up to my total expectations, it's cool because I'm already knowing you're a 70% person. I can't expect 100 from you. The problem is we expect so much from people who don't have the capacity to give it to them. Just what I just told you about me getting dumped. He wanted somebody to love him. I ain't had the capacity to love him. He didn't understand that, you know, and he could have, that could have been a violence situation because I played with somebody's emotions. Right. You see what I'm saying? If I knew this man wanted a relationship and I wasn't ready, then that was all on me to let that go. That's making me the abuser because I know this man wanted a relationship. Same thing I'm asking people to do. If you know you don't want a relationship with these people, let that be known because I'm a woman at the end of the day. I done had a many of, of conversations with men. Look, what's the situation? You got somebody, you don't have somebody, you want a friendship, you want a relationship, you you want us to just be friends. You just want us to be friends after midnight. Tell me that. Yeah. I like that. One. Friends <laughs> after midnight. That's all. You just let me know. So that way it's no drama. 
You understand what I'm saying? When when things ain't going right, but I'm a friend after midnight, I can't look for you to be my old man because I'm, I'm a friend after midnight. Right. So I can't get mad at you, won't fight, cut up when I catch you in the street and all that because you done already let it be known, be we, we friends after midnight. So I got to play my cards accordingly. Same thing with friendships. If I know we business friends that I can't get mad with you when I see you out socially because we just business right. friends. It's just business. It's business. You see what I'm saying? If we just communicate with each other more, you know what I'm saying? Make ourselves more aware about how we treat each other. You know, even the hardest person have feelings and have emotions. And we showed on one our men walking around acting like they don't have no emotions, not giving us no feelings, no care, because that's what they're turning around and giving to our children. Because the streets is making men feel like they got to be so hardcore that they can't have no kind of emotions. They can't have no feelings. They can't express themselves. So telling a grown man, a street man, especially, to go to counseling, they like, man, I'm not about to sit on no sofa and tell nobody my business and about what I got going on. Why? Because we have created this environment that they got to be so hardcore that the only way they're going to express themselves is in the streets. But then we howl and stop the violence. But you ain't giving them the place to let loose. Where they supposed to let loose at? Right. Right. And personally, nothing's wrong with counseling. Nothing. Like me and my sister had this conversation yesterday. She told me some things that I never knew. Like, she moved, did the whole, I'm getting married, and I had this fairy tale, you know, it was a fairy tale life, but she encountered some problems. So she went to counseling, and everything came out. And it's like, I went to counseling too, but I went to counseling for something different. I went to counseling for grief. Mm-hmm. And people look at me like, so you just really sat on the sofa and talked to a stranger? And I'd be like, I really sat on the sofa and talked to a stranger. Yeah. And that stranger really helped me because that stranger didn't know me. She didn't judge me. No judgment. She looked me in my eyes. And no me, preconceived notions. Nothing. They didn't know you. Don't, she ain't had... It's like you went in there with a blank piece of paper and talked to her about it. And that's what people fail to realize. When you get in that space... Wait, I go every week and I don't go nowhere. We do it right here on this phone. You hear me? <laughs> Call her up on the Zoom and I be ready for her. My appointment be for six. I be logged on and ready. Yeah. She'll text me the day before and remind me... It's already ready, boo, because I've been ready to talk to you all week, okay? Talking to a third-party person and somebody who, first of all, sometimes when you talk to people, they have their alternative motives sometimes. It's not personal. We human. You see what I'm saying? If you're talking to a family member, they're going to want the best for you. So when you're talking to them, they're thinking their response is giving the best for you. But when you're talking to a third-party person, they're giving you logically what's the best for you because they don't even know you. They right. don't know nothing about you. They don't know, don't you know, you could cut A to B. Exactly. They don't know your bank account status. None of that. Don't know if you're rich, poor, broke, if you're living high on a hog or in a, in a trailer. They have no idea. Their whole mission and accomplishment is to get you right. And my therapist is a spiritual therapist because guess what? I need to get my mentor right and I need to keep my connection with the Lord at all times. Because right. if I keep connected with me, I'm going to be back in the streets doing some things I ain't got no business doing. So I got to keep the connection right. And just like we go get our cars fixed, make sure the tire is straight, the oil change and all that, that's what the mind do. Because guess what? We won't look good. We won't run a D.C. with them people named uh, Dominican Republic and get our bodies done, get a new grill and all that kind of stuff. And that mind is messed up. It don't work like that. Like, we got to start from the top down. We working backwards. Because guess what? When I got my mental together, all that other stuff, just like, it shook out. It's just non-existent. And getting your mental together also means that you love you. 
Yeah. And you're accepting you for you who God made you to be. And I'm not trying to be holy because I'm far from the holiest person. But come on, man. You know, God, that is, that's all it got to be. That's it. That's it. Because I don't know. Let's talk about that, why you brought that up. Now, I know I'm not the host, but I'm just saying, why do people say that I know I'm not the holiest? Oh, because I know, you know, I do my dirt. What's the dirt? Because guess what? Well, last time I checked, that Bible told me that God ran with 12 disciples, and them disciples was murderers, pimp players, hustlers, and everything else. You understand what I'm saying? This is why I'm saying we got to get our mind together. Nobody not about to tell me I ain't holy. I'm holy. You heard me? And I got a little full for my birthday. But guess what? It was my Sadea celebration. Me and the Lord talked about it. I cleansed my soul, and I'm back at it again. But But you're not going to tell me that because I have my issues that that don't make me holy. But didn't didn't they get a little full, too? They did. And some of them that wear their skirts down to their knees and their suits pulled up tight, baby, they do some of the things behind the scenes. The one thing, God going to take me a David spirit. He knew about us already. You think God didn't know your intentions before you even did that? That's true. That's true. Well, we ain't saying that no more. I ain't the holiest. You is just as holy as the oil you put in your body, baby. And long as you talk to God and you pray to God and you believe in him, you just as holy as the ones that stand on that pulpit with a white thing around their neck and hold a mic. Because I know some people that stand on the pulpit ain't right. Okay. God sent us all on a mission, and this all depends on which way we choose to go with it. And long as we feel with the Holy Ghost, can't nobody tell me form of fashion? Because guess what? That form of fashion that some people using is not bringing people to the kingdom. True. True. That's true. When people see a person like me and you, regular everyday, regular Douglas that's going about our life every day, but still talking about God and telling people to go seek God because that's where the Savior at, that's where the healing at, that's where the peace at, that's where the joy at, because the world can't give it to you. The streets can't give it to you. It didn't give it to me. It I got, I, I had a lot of hand claps when mm-hmm. I was in the streets. Yeah, because I was doing a lot of things that was favorable to people, but God wasn't pleased with me. But when you please God, the handicaps... What? They, 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 they kinda, die down, yeah. but it's okay. Because some of the people who love and respect you are going to still be there. And some of the people who love and respect me, they still there. Our conversations is different and it's cool. When I pull up on Magnolia or Washington Avenue, you know, we ain't talking about Zambars and Perks and all that no more. I'm just saying. Now, we still might talk about smoke because, you know, hey, I am hey, who I am. And I'm waiting it. on that legalization, <laughs> but I'm saying because it gets my nerves right. Other than that, we're not having them conversations. Now when I pull up, we're having a different type of conversation. That's what you call having healthy relationships. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they knew that, yeah, we used to talk about the drugging and thugging, but now we're talking about something different. And I don't have to go around with a Bible in my hand. Y'all, I love the Lord. Not here. I don't love the streets. Now I love the Lord. I don't have to do that. You see what I'm saying? Because I got natural, organic people who love me, you know, who, who I keep in my circle. So now when I come around, it don't have to be a Bible told name. It, it, it is what it is. Right. And it ain't got nothing to do with, old oh, Sister Pumpkin, it's none of that. It's just the fact that I have changed my direction. I love God, and but I still love my community. I still love to have fun. I still love to love my people. I'm still, I'm set apart. Yes, I am. I'm still with the people who show me love every day. And people... And <laughs> I love it because you from Uptown, I'm from Uptown. And, and Uptown people just different. Like, we very different. We it, take care of us. Yeah, it's a whole different... That's why we don't worry about T.T. Toya and none of that because exactly. guess what? We don't worry about the court systems and none of that. They don't understand why it was hard to get people to vote. And what they fail to realize is we've been at a government on our streets. And it didn't include Latoya, 
Governor Bell Edwards, and none of them other people. None of them. None of them. If we needed some things done, we had other people that we needed to go to if we needed to have the shellacalaca shellacca. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it didn't take place on Tulane and Broad. It did not take place at 1400 Perdido. So I'm just saying, we got our own little street committees that goes on around here. And if we need to get things done, we get things done. And that's what the city of New Orleans is missing. Like, we have our culture here. Y'all talk about the culture. They think it's about Indians and second lines and all that is not. Uptown, we takes care of each other. Ben. Ben. You heard me? Ben. We had a little campaign a couple of months ago. People needed to, somebody needed to pay their rent. We put the committee together and the rent got paid. And you can't go to the city and ask them for it. You can't. The old people needed to get some cleaning supplies when Corona first hit. What we did, we put a campaign out there. People was giving me money, cleaning supplies, hand sanitizers. We made it happen. We bagged it out. We blessed the old people. You think we called Toya and sent her an email and told her all the people over there need help? We're not about to do that. We're not about to wait for y'all. So that's why some people never did worry about voting because whatever y'all got going on never really mattered to us right. anyway. The only time it matters is if you change the food stamp, the Section 8, or the stimulus or something like that, you know, and we got to rearrange our daily courses. But other than that, and now a lot of people are working and they're on their feet and they're doing what they got to do and they done started businesses and all that. So we really, like, that's why Jason Williams won the... Um, the campaign because he had grassroots organizations Grassroot behind him. When he went back to the, the basics, the, the original. The basics, grassroots, your people. You heard me? Your people wants to hear from you. That's what I want to explain to Latoya. The people wants to hear from you. That's why people love Jason. When Jason first got charged with his federal charge, what Jason did, went to the camera and the, he put a... a he did his, what you call it, the, you know? The, um, the interview? Yeah, press conference. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Everything that was going on, the Black Lives Matter, when people was marching on the bridge, who talked about it? Jason did. Latoya never spoke out. We begged you. Come on, mother. Give us some direction. I mean, you like Big Mama's house. The world is in an uproar right now. We looking for some direction. But the first time we do it the street way, you got a problem with yeah. that. But when the streets ask you to come give direction, you stood behind the camera. You said nothing. You was letting your people make a just stupid posts, if I could be blunt about it. Respectfully, they, had, they made no sense. When people were looking for answers, and that's the reason why we elect people, because when we need direction, because you're the head, we're the tail. When the tail can't work it out, they got to go to the head. But if the head is not receptive of the tail, and then the tail go to doing what they want to do, then now you have a problem. <laughs> that's why you can't control these streets, because nobody not respecting you. They not seeing you. They seeing you when nine people get hit. Now you won't come out. Yeah, because it's a photo op. Because it's a photo op. You come out because the little boy, the little 14-year-old got respectfully, this little boy lost his life in the Walgreens parking lot and you came. But where were you when we were tagging you and other posts on other little kids that's taking over the streets? Show them that you care. That's why them children not listening. You heard me? Because it's too much hypocritical stuff going on around here. And when I say a voice for the voiceless, because that's my motto, I don't have a problem with saying it. Because, see, I'm going to work every day and I'm going to take care of me. So it doesn't matter to me. You can't cut me off because it ain't nothing to cut off. Right. You heard me? Because I make mines every day. And, and I when I don't go to work, you. I was unemployed for 12 months and I still was rolling. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I say God is the source. They're not the source. But I don't have a problem with letting you know that our people looking for help. And that's why we stick with each other. That's why we do things on a street level because when we take it on a higher level, who listening to us? Ain't nobody listening. 
Ain't nobody listening. I hear you talking, but I'm not, you know, I'm not paying attention. I hear you posting too, but I ain't saying nothing. Right. So, and that's why we ain't gonna get no control. We need some, we need some order in the streets. We need some order in the court. We need some order in the house. The house ain't saying nothing. <laughs> the house just wants to shut the streets down at 11 o'clock. And everybody is up to their own interpretation. Like I just said, communication is everything. You understand what I'm saying? What's wrong? You want to have a press conference to shake your finger and fuss at people and all that when you have these other orchestrated events that's happening on the streets that's well more than 30, 50, or 80 people that you put these regulations on. But NOPD ain't shutting it down. What they're doing is they're securing them, especially if they're not black or brown. You understand? If they're black or brown, you're liable to go to jail if you congregate after mother said don't congregate. But when the white folks, excuse my French, respectfully, they come here and they congregate, y'all give them security because they had a whole event the that Christian, happened. The Christian That's all I'm talking in the, about. In the, in the, yeah. in the Jackson Square. You, you ain't shut that down. At all. You ain't and shut it, was it down. People. You ain't shut it down. But let that would have been us though. But then you want us to listen to which, to your directives. That's why you're getting all these people to make these stay-at-home commercials because nobody's listening to you. Why nobody not listening to you? Because when we ask you to come and give us direction and be there for us, you're not even doing that. That's why I tell people, when you say does domestic violence start in the home? Yes, it does in a way because respect starts at home. Respect, you got a mother and a father have to give a child respect in order to get it back. You can't just walk up in the house and say, respect my mind. No, you give me respect, I'm going to give it to you. I raised two men, but I gave them respect. And in turn, they gave me respect. So when people say, why are children so dis you know, disrespectful? Not all, but some of them feel like they ain't getting no respect either. What am I respect you for? Right. And that's, that's how we feel with the, 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 the city, per se, leadership. You don't care about us. Okay. So why should I... You worry about what the tourists got going on, but where's these lights at in the east? The east is dark. God bless once you pass Crowder. You in trouble. I don't even come down off of no Crowder at no nighttime, especially. I take chef. And sometimes I ride through the city, and don't judge me now. You know, we got our stay-at-home, but I'm not even a going-out person. But sometimes you just want to get out and see people. So I get to my little car, have my little car concerts, and I ride through the city. You know, and especially on a Sunday, I get through the city and I pray. I'm right here under the bridge, so I love to ride under the bridge right into my neighborhood. Sometimes I walk and just pray for the city. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But at nighttime, when you come down, you're praying for a city that's not even helping you. Why we ain't got no lights? Why we got to be in the dark? And the conversation we had before this even started, that's where they want us at, out in the east, where they could just throw us back there, don't give us no light, no security. Sometimes I ride through, I don't even see NOPD. Where y'all at? And then we want to know why the East is so bad. You look at almost every family dollar and gas station and the window kicked in. They got brown boards up. Why? Because they trying it. Why they trying it? Because ain't no security out there. Ain't nobody watching us. The household just in a muck. That's why we can't stop the, the, the violence on the street because the streets is just loose. Because the person who's supposed to be in charge of the mother of the house, she in my age. She's somewhere playing bingo or something. Hmm. That's where my grandma used to be. That's where she at, playing bingo. Well, you know, like I said, you know, they, you know, because cause you show up to the party, uh, you know, old Pumpkin got a barbecue, you hear me? I'm going to go swing over there for my political game just to show a little face, you know, or I'm going to go over there. So now Pumpkin and her people see me, so now they embrace me. So I think I got it. That, that's how they feel. That's how I will hold. I'm not going to see the whole city council because I don't... Once out of Uptown, I don't care. But District E, Uptown, in the mayor, 
I look at it. And it's like, where you at? She probably can't even tell you <laughs> what bullet at. That's how I feel. And everybody know what bullet at. I don't care if you step town across the river. Because, you know, bullet was the so-called spot for the prominent black folks before Katrina. So, you know. And it's been forgotten about. Is like it? anything east of New Orleans. It's been forgotten about. Who wants to, I mean, you want to, the, the, first of all, people who buy houses and who's really into the real estate value in which I'm buying into. Because, see, if I'm going to purchase a piece of America, I need to know that America can also feed, be feasible to me. Right. Why would I purchase a house that I'm going to spend two, dollars $3,000 a year in taxes when I got to go way across town to go to the grocery store? Because so they don't have a Walgreens. Paris. Exactly. Cross a parish to go to a Walmart. They're closing down the Lowe's. They're closing down all the stores that's, that's imperative to us. We have nothing worth value. So you want us to go out to the eastern part of New Orleans and purchase a house for an environment that's giving us nothing but violence. And a lot of people, like us small grassroots organizations, they're trying to purchase, you know, open up businesses out in the east, but we're getting swallowed up. The east is big. Somebody invited me to come and purchase in the east. Why would I come? I'm not... Got nothing, nothing personal, but I don't wow. want to get swallowed up and be forgotten about. You know, the point that they try to make an environment to get business owners, small business owners, to open businesses in eastern New Orleans. Why aren't you putting that much energy into bigger companies? Then that can help the smaller companies because if I move out there, I don't have no office depot for my little supplies and stuff. You know, I can't go run the Sam's right quick. I got It's a lot of things you need that you're not going to be able to maneuver if we move in New Orleans East, so that's moving backwards. And make it more pleasant for big businesses. Number one, big businesses would bring our people jobs. And maybe your crime may stop if I could go get me a job, then they don't have to worry about going steal calls or breaking in people calls to get 50 dollars to probably go put on a light bill right quick. Yep. You don't know what people's situation be at the, at, the, at the time. But you leaving them no other choice. That's my point. Invite the big businesses. That's what I loved about Dallas. Dallas made it feasible to invite all the big businesses. So we looked up and all the big businesses migrated to Dallas. They made it feasible. New Orleans not making it feasible. You can't drive down an interstate with there's no lights. Sometimes the regular red lights not even working at the lights. So you want me to think about moving Toyota or somebody big in the city of New Orleans. Why would they do that? You must be talking about Jackson and Corral. That light been broken a long time. Long time. That makes no sense. <laughs> But that's true. And I go that route every day. Got to like, get my coffee. So I, I tell people what, what out here, I can guarantee you what you're going to get out here. You're going to get gas, and you're going to get chicken. And the chicken ain't going to look like Popeye's. Mm. That's every gas station in New Orleans East sells chicken. and Which is not even healthy for us. It's not. And, you know, lower nine, God bless them, because it's... You say grocery store, you really got to go to the next parish. Exactly. Now, Grant, they had a guy supposedly opened the store on Calf, and I haven't been. I haven't seen it. But he can't get no love because, I mean, like you said, you got people who trying to pay their light bill. So, uh, like, a famous rapper told me, we're not doing crime for the sake of doing crime. Exactly. We're doing crime because we're not doing fine. You know, nobody wakes up. I was born like, oh, I'm going to go be a, a robber. Or I'm going to go kick a door. In. I'm doing it for a reason. And if they really evaluate the differences in our crime, you feel me? Because sometimes some people did wake up back in the day and decided they wanted to be a killer. 
because it was feasible then. It was a price behind it. They was getting rich behind it. But what they got to notice is these people not getting paid to do half these crimes. That's not the era of the getting paid. No. So if they doing all of this, you need to be finding out why. Like who's doing the statistic, the analytics behind the crime? Why? You understand what I'm saying? Now, like you said, they didn't wake up this morning and just decided, oh, I just, most people trying to make their bills. They trying to pay their pay they light bill, their phone bill, get their rent. Y'all went to saying we wasn't going to get evicted till people still getting evicted. The landlord ain't trying to help you. They want their rent on time. They don't care. They not waiving no late fees or none of that. So unemployment done stop. A lot of jobs, they done stop. They done cut hours. What they want people to do? You're not inviting big businesses here to open up. You about to, Did they get in people their tax credit, the Folgers that they was in? Well, that's the part. It, 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 it's a big old mess because Folgers owe them money. Yeah. And, you know, but I mean, personally, they employed maybe 2,000 people just in the, you know, in the metropolitan area. I ain't going to say the metropolitan area, in the city. So, I mean, give them their credit. Because if they pull out and they go to Slidell or they just go 10 minutes away to St. Bernard, then what? You got 2,000 2, people, people without a job. And you got 2,000 people that's going to be hungry. And it's only so much, let me in. Because you can hear me knocking and on let me in, so I'm going to force my way in. Exactly. So. Just like in the Treme area the other day, they say 48 cars got hit. Why? Why do y'all think? Y'all think people just had a hit window party? They hungry. They hungry. And, and, and remember, you just upped their property taxes by 110%. Like, My realtor told me to hold off on buying property because the foreclosure rate about to skyrocket. Yeah, it is. And along with the foreclosure rate, going to be a crime rate going to skyrocket too. People losing their houses. What you want them to do? We just had a report, 60, a 63% spike in homicides in 2020. I mean, pandemic, you know. People mad. They feeling like what we living for anyways. Like we just sitting around waiting to be doomed anyway. Yeah. So because, and that's another thing. I wish our city would create more of a lively environment. You know what I'm saying? Like a city of hope. What happened to that? Yeah. Like this city to me needs to, uh, they need to up the hope part because they're not giving it to us right now. You know what I'm saying? Like help us be creative while we're going through this pandemic with the COVID. You know what I'm saying? Help people out. Like we shouldn't have to be doing that on no hood level. And I always think I, I, I hated that that hope because as long as I tell you we have hope, I mean I mean good on my promise because I promise to hope and you can hope all day. Hmm. Think about it. You can hope all day. You know, I hope it don't rain. I hope I get some money. You know, I hope the Saints win, etc. So long as you hoping, you can't say I didn't give you what I promised you at the start of this campaign. Right. Because cause it's hope. But, I mean, with, with the businesses, like you said, the businesses in Eastern New Orleans. So I have a lady, um, shout out to Corinne. Corinne um, works for the, the senator. So the whole plan with the Walmart is on Bullet that used to be Humana Hospital. So they brought the property from Humana. They brought all the property, the whole hospital. So Walmart was like, we're going to put the Walmart here, and we will, we will build a Sam's, but we're going to do a study for two years to see how the 
the loss loss prevention rate is. Mm. You know, wrong happened, thing right? to do. That's why they ain't gonna have no Sams. That's why they put the clinic there now. They have a they just built a clinic to the the Sams. The Sams. Yeah. And you know, come. You the only Walmart in the East. You think they not gonna try it? And you don't. And that was another reason for putting that Walmart there because they was like. It's on the interstate. It's off, I mean, it's off the interstate ramp, so it's kind of far from residential, which is not far, but to walk it is far. So it was like, we're not going to have the baskets, you know, all over. Mm. You're not going to have people, you know, but... That didn't work out. It didn't work, because if you go out Walmart, go out Bullet, make a ride on the service road, you have two apartment complexes that are not the best anymore, and it's baskets. It's tough. I mean, but... It's Walmart. It's Walmart. Everybody plots to steal out of Walmart. Walmart. That's a setup from the beginning. And Smoke then, signals. That was a setup from the day they signed that contract. How? First of all, there's not a Walmart in America that you can tell me that have a low loss prevention. Only if you got a big man standing at the door like that, coming in and coming out. Got to be. But he can't stop 100 people. Because how many Walmarts you have visited around this country when you have even left out of New Orleans and visited another Walmart and you ain't seen nobody stealing, getting in trouble for stealing, a buku police like somebody they watching? Well, it's the event of Walmart. I lived in Arlington and I used <laughs> And I lived not far from Arlington. I didn't tow Walmart up. Okay. And everybody going there with the skip scans and all that. Yeah. I watch it on TV every day. Like, yeah. that was a setup from the beginning. Walmart, nine times out of ten, knew before they even signed that deal that that wasn't going to happen. But they knew from Jump Street. They just came in, made their little money, made their points. And they knew they was going to make their money, but they knew they was, okay, I could, if I could make three million and only lose 200 grand, who win it? But how much insurance they got on that 200 grand? Exactly. They got about 500 grand on that 200 grand. So you still not losing. Because every sock somebody steal, every grape somebody eat, you getting paid off that. So stop it. But see, that's the reason why I also try to create an environment of making our people more knowledgeable about what's going on around you. So when people talk to you, you can determine the the best from the BS. Yeah. You understand? Because people will talk to you when they assume that you don't know no better. You know how many conversations I have with people and they look at this little brown skin and they think that I'm dumb and they feed me the most BS and when they be talking in the back of my head like a cartoon, I be processing the yeah. boost, the BS and I be waiting saying? for them to finish so I could give them some knowledge like you got to be out your mind if you think I just fell for that because guess what? People will feed you anything. Yep. You got to be knowledgeable about things for yourself. People will put BS in a box and put some confetti on there and a bow on there and hand it to you and be mad because you don't accept that. Like 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 you are like you gonna purchase a car because you know a car salesman to tell you anything. Anything. <laughs> but they don't even know when I walk in the door. The car I got outside is car number sixteen. Right. Don't play with me. And I didn't already got approved if I wanted a loan. I got approved. Everybody has sixteen cars. There's nothing you can play on me. Ain't no yeah. type of financing. Now I, I'm I'm way smarter. When I get a car now, I go to the bank. And I go there with my check, and I'm like, "Look, I need that. I'm gonna need you to process this, and I'm about, I'll call me when you're finished." For real. That's the new. That's the, that's the the wise way of moving now. But like I said, that's why we have to create an environment to help our people get knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, I do fundraiser events, but a lot of my events be free. A lot of my services be free to people. You know what I'm saying? But then I got to turn the free ninety nine downtime. 
now for 2021 because, you know, people go overboard with it. You yeah. understand? And you be hating to charge people for the things that you feel like God gave you for you to pass on to other people, but you got some users in the world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the point is, is to make our community more knowledgeable about what's going on. Make them more knowledgeable about just like everything in life. Not let nobody just feed us BS. Like our community have took that long enough. And all that, oh, this all we have, this ain't all we have. Because what we don't have, we can go and get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want us to just keep in our mind frame that this all we got. This the only hood thing they done provided for us. No, we can reach for anything we can go get. You know what I'm saying? But it's about, first of all, coming together. Second of all, you know what I'm saying, having the resources to go get what we need. And third of all, not waiting for nobody. I ain't waiting on nobody. Ain't nobody gave me nothing. And everybody think I got a college degree and that's why I could get. I ain't got no degree either. Anybody ask me about a college degree, I tell them I got a degree in Life University. And that is. And that's what school can't teach you. No, because some of that stuff them universities are teaching. I got one son in uni university now, and I'm encouraging him. That's what he want to do. It ain't my thing. You understand? And I know he could be successful with or without it, but that's what he choose to do, and I'm going to promote that. But some of the things I need him to know, they ain't teaching him that. You understand? They're not teaching them about life application. They don't teach them that. They're teaching them stuff in the book. The book is going to teach it to you. Now, how are you going to go out there and apply that to the world? Yeah. I took algebra, trigonometry, all that kind of stuff. What is it? When we, when we using that? Because they kept telling me that we was going to have to use that. So when we, when we using that? I ain't never used the, um, did a binomial equation in, in, oh. in, in, in life. Yeah. Like in real life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I used them addition and subtraction. That's how I, I, I use Latin that, times that, and multiplying and yeah. stuff. But the only time I even seen that equation be used ever in in life was when I watched that movie Hidden Figures, and she was trying to put him up in space. So we're using it. Some of that stuff, like, yeah, we need some of that, but some of it we don't. And did I go to college? Yeah, I went there and I got what I needed and I came out. Did I need a degree? In my opinion, no. Did I need business management 101? Yes. Did I need accounting 101? Yes. Did I need English 101? Yes. Math 101? Because I don't want nobody playing me out my currents. Yes, I took that. And I'm not going to lie. I took what I needed and I was gone. I'm not about to be $70,000 in debt you behind know. some stuff that I'm on my second business. Y'all ain't teaching me nothing. Nothing. Y'all helping me, yeah, giving me some knowledge, yeah, but I'm saying like the foundations and stuff, some of that we learn from the streets. Street orientation, you can't street learn this or, in college. Or street 101 <laughs> is, a, is a mother sucker, and I tell people that was the best business class I ever took, ever. Business 101 ain't got nothing compared to street 101. That you heard home. me? We learned about profit and loss, you hear me? How to make money, stack it, and make it make more. Okay, how to branch your uh, your level of customers. Okay, all that mm -hmm. was taught in Street 101. Yeah. So some of that stuff they taught me in that college, I just paid for that. But at the end of the day, I had to. I paid for it in life, and not in coins. But the streets taught you some things. Okay, the streets also teach you. You know, it's cool, but it's fair. Everything is fair. It is. It's all on you you got to be in it and not be sucked up in it. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Because some people do things because this is how I have to make my family go around. But some people do things because you just want to be hyped up on social media. And see that social media wave? I ain't down with that. I'm not about to go out there and purchase $10,000 worth of clothes so I could put it on the social media post and make people feel some type of way. I ain't down with that. 
Just to sit inside. Just to sit inside. And half of the people, they be acting like they someplace. And I have been sitting right there when people make these posts. And they be right here. But they will tag child like they be somewhere else. And I let them do their thing. And you write in 70115 or 70125. But we still got to understand that's the environment that we're creating. But the thing about it is, like the Lord said, what goes on in the dark comes to the light. Like they say, baby, guess what? People are starting to realize now that some of that stuff is smoke and signals. Yeah. See, when Instagram first got popped off, oh, their lights was out. Their lights was big. It was going on. But see, now that Corona, she done helped a few things. Corona done came, and now people got their bifocals out and their binoculars. They can see like, man, that was a fake thing the whole time. Pretty much it was. Yeah. But that's the environment that we're creating. Instead of us creating an environment of love, you know, education, some of us are, some of us not. Some of us still doing it for a stunt. And what made me mad, the people that are doing for the love and the education are frowned upon. You know, real, how can I say it? Real is not accepted in this generation. There you go. It's not. There you go. It's not. You could be the fakest, phoniest, and they'll love you to death. master splinter. Yes. And, you know, I come from an era like, like you said earlier, like, you know, let people know, you know, if you, what you say, after 12. Yeah. It I'll is never what forget, it is. I was nine years old on Delishay. You know, two, two houses down. He was older than us. Probably 25 at the time. Street dude. You know, I never said his name, but he, he was in the street. The killer. He looked at us and told us, he told us two things. He said, well, women always tell the truth and let them accept it. If they're going to deal with you, they're going to deal with you. He broke it down. And I didn't understand when I was nine. Like, why are you telling me this? And the second thing he says, he put a pistol out. He said, when you use this, never harm a woman or a child. Now, that stuck with me. You know, like, okay, you don't harm women and you don't harm children. He, he proceeded. He was like, with a woman, you can hurt her so many other ways before you either put your hands on her or put a fire, a pistol on her. Mm -hmm. You could deal with a girlfriend. You could deal with a cousin. Now, you know, as I get old, I know that's... Not yeah. the right thing to do. But you got But I understood point. what he was saying. Yeah. And now, oh, man, it's, it's, it's different now. It's way different. Like My friend took 49 bullets to her body. Rest in peace, Magnolia Shorty. Hey. And it's been a downhill battle since then. Because they don't have no respect. It's no more OGs and people that they look up to and respect and none of that. You know what it is? It's love. You know what I'm saying? Half of these little children that's out doing stuff that people that honestly show them love and attention are the ones that they're going to reach out to. Yeah. Trust and believe me when I tell you. I got some people that I know that's some real street people, but if you reach out to them with some love, they give it to you receptively. Yeah. All that other stuff... That stuff don't work. That that street, that respect, children and all that, because guess what? Half of these little girls is participating in it. Yep. And people don't want to believe that, but I, I've oh, seen Oh, they're in that. it. They're involved in it. They're in the mix of it. And they think it's cute. They think that's Bonnie and Clyde. They think, but see, he telling you to come with him on this caper, and when he finished with you the first time you don't do what he wants you to do, he going to have somebody else on that same caper with him. You ain't, you ain't expendable. And what happens when you get caught up? You're you going to be in that jailhouse, and if he get out, he's going to be with somebody else, and you're going to be in there doing that time. The last time I checked, they were di distributing time evenly. They are. They're not cutting no slack with women. Oh, you was with him? You're Give him 55, too. Y'all better watch First 48, baby. I'm addicted to it. It ain't an episode I ain't seen. And, and that's real. 
That's and real they, life. They, they giving them, they giving the women the same amount much of time and the same amount much attention as they doing the men. And some of them women is pulling triggers. Yeah. And it, and the things that you're doing, you may as well say you pulling a trigger. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this to the the females that's listening to me. That same thing that I'm saying about enticing men with the pulling the triggers, the same thing about sending your man out there in these streets. You understand? Because you feel like you want to trade that's hot. You want to feel like he got to have money and all that. You're asking him to go to jail. Then the first time you go to jail, you're hollering, free him. Or you're, you're looking for people to help you put a lawyer money together and all that. Because all that stuff is played out, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with you and the man going to work. When y'all get off work, babe, let's get together. We can Netflix, chill, kick it, go out, kick it, whatever. But y'all don't want made y'all money. Stop making these men feel like work money ain't enough money. You heard me? Because when you and him put it together, plus if y'all start y'all a little business on the side, it's going to work. But all that fast money ain't going to do nothing because guess what? He going down the street, he making 10 stacks, maybe a night. Let's say that. Five nights, he got 50 stacks. Before you know it, he done got in trouble, caught him a case right quick because NOPD ain't got nothing else to do or Jefferson Parish but to pull you over. By the time you cop a lawyer, how much that's costing you now? 10, 15? That go your half your money right there. By the time you finish binding them out, the telephone calls and all that other kind of stuff, it's over. You ain't got no money left. You ain't got no money love. Now you need a job. Yeah, you need a job. Now you done went and got a, a charge. Now it's hard for him to get a job making money because now you done got that on his record. Why? Because he was going out there trying to pull off something that many have come before you and have not been successful. Okay? Many have come before you. I want to say it for the people in the back. And have not been successful. Now they have some that has been successful. Why? Because some hustled. They flipped it into real, legit businesses, and they kept it pushing. You know, they didn't hustle and hustle and hustle, and 10 years down the line, we come back, you still doing the same hustle? No. They went and got something legit, and they made it legit, and now they're doing something different. Many before us that want to just hustle, 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 it's not been successful. You're really making all the lawyers, judges, and the courts rich. Yep. Because you're going to give him 15 stacks and he's going to come there, God forgive me, respectfully, full of coked out and just doing a receptive thing he's been doing for everybody before you and he just showing up. And that's what you're giving him all your days of hustling for. Yep. Now you got a stamp on your back because you got this charge on your back. So now when they run their license plate, oh, they're going to jam you up every rep. Yeah, and now you're going to be guilty by association only because you was guilty before. So now everything you do in, in the future is going to be by guilt because they done already convicted you of it the first time. Right. Uh, well, I say it's, it's different. It's totally different. And people have to understand that just because you make a mistake, that's not like the end of it. Like people get in trouble and they be like, oh, I'm in trouble, so just... F it, let me just go on wild out. It don't work like that. I done got in trouble before. I was in jail three days with a red band for attempted murder. Punch my name in there and I don't even have an arrest. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me about I ain't the holiest. I'm holy, honey. Right. I'm favored. But everybody made mistakes. Yeah, and that was I mean, my mistake. But if I would have took that mistake, took that L and just rolled with it and been like, oh, Lord, I'm just convicted anyway. Let me just go on by my business. It would have been a problem. You see what I'm saying? Because we lose in our mind first. Because once you think about the fact that you already got, you done got in trouble, you done got, a, you know, got charged with something, now it's on a wild out session because you feel like you already in trouble. What difference does it right. make? We done all I... felt like that. Exactly. But if I would have felt like that, I'd have been stuck. You understand what I'm saying? But I didn't. I kept telling in my mind, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this because I was defending myself. I was defending myself. 
God wash me clean of that. You think I'm the only one? You think he going to stop there? He ain't no respect of persons. Remember Moses? Moses led the slaves. You better come on. <laughs> then he lead the slaves? Yes, he did. And then whatever happened, happened. And whatever happened, happened. And then he became a slave, right? Oh, okay. Didn't he get them promises? Them, them, them ten promises? Did he get them? All one, ten of them. Yeah. One through ten on, on, on Mount Sinai, wherever it was at. Hmm. And this a man who led millions of slaves to rebuild a city, a country, whatever Egypt is, a continent. Yeah. So what make you think that, you know, I can't redeem myself? Because you can I mean, <clears throat> everybody make mistakes. Everybody make mistakes. But like you said, the city of hope. Hope is something that you just don't know, but we have to believe in something. If you don't believe in God, you got to believe in the universe. You got to believe in something. a higher being. Because guess what? That belief system is what is like a lifeline. You know what I'm saying? Especially like some people have, you know, like I'm, I, I don't want to disappoint my mother. I want to make my mother proud. You know what I'm saying? My daddy is deceased, but I have a father, two fathers in heaven. You know what I'm saying? That I still want to make proud. We have to have a belief system. We have to have a purpose for something. We have to have to have some type of star in the sky for us to look forward to. Because if not, you're getting up every day just going through the motion. Just going through the motions. And we can't rely on this world to give us happiness because the world shut down right now. They want us inside at 11 o'clock. What I was saying about the communication for that, you're not even explaining to people why right. you're shutting the city down at 11 o'clock. You understand what I'm saying? All we know, we wake up in the morning, city ordinance, everything shut off at 11 o'clock, no inside bars, and everybody like, why? Corona and liquor? I had a, converse, a whole debate with a group of people. I'm still trying to figure that out, though. Me and my cousin sit in this bubble shop every week and be like, tell me why... I can't go to pumpkin spot and give me a drink. Everybody thinking the corona is affiliated with the liquor or drinking because that's the that's the narrative that you're creating. You're not explaining to people that the reason why, I, in my opinion, would make logical sense that you are closing the bars down is because that's where we congregate. That's where the most people formulate. It has nothing to do with the alcohol because you could not even serve liquor if you open up a barroom and DJ Papa or DJ Ramsey come through there and plug up the speakers. We coming if we got to sip on Nestle water all night. We coming through that thing. Now, don't lie, now. So that's what I'm saying. Don't create it like it's the alcohol. Explain to people it's the congregation that you are trying to slack down. You're trying to get people not to congregate. We just had a major holiday. New Year's Eve. Shout out to me for my birthday, New Year's Day. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. And people like to congregate. We go out to the water. I done went out there and passed out two years in the wrong purpose. You know, drinking our little hand grenades and waiting on a little bowl to drop and get the fireworks. Right. That's a lot of people. Why are you not explaining that? You have a press conference about everything else. It's you pressed that. about that? Because I didn't get that notification. Why you didn't press conference and explain to the people? Look. We're closing the city down. We're trying to get y'all not to congregate. Talk to people. We ain't retarded. Instead of doing that phase two, Mo. Phase two. I'm sick of that one. Just talk to us. Explain to us. Act like we having... What they call a family, you know how they do the family gathering at the kitchen table. That's all. All meeting. It's a meeting. Sit at the kitchen table. That's how we about to run this household. That's what it is. That's what it's going And to that's be. why nobody's not listening to her restraints. That's why nobody, they doing their own thing. Because did you sit down and when the household is having an uproar and you need some action, you call everybody to the table. I don't care if you got two people in your house or 12 people in your house. When mama say everybody get downstairs now, 
all ears is open because you know something about to happen. She about to tell you something. Some change is about to happen. When you when she going to do that? You ain't did that yet. You're too busy on there fussing and shaking your finger. That's never going to work. She ain't take parenting one-on-one. Couldn't have. They don't do that in California. Come on, talk to us like we are adults, like we human beings, like we understand. Talk to us like you even care. You know what I'm saying? Look here, people of New Orleans. This is the game plan. And we're going to go from this phase to this phase to this phase to this phase. We got the game plan, Mayor Latoya Contrell. Now we know which direction we're going in. You have laid out the plan for us. We know. Just like what our mom and I had chores. My mom ain't play. She put it on a little board, put it on the refrigerator. You had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to check them off and all that. Don't tell me you couldn't find a pen, none of that. They got to check it off and put your date. You couldn't have put a plan together for us today? Let us see the strategy so we are know. So when we go to phase two, we the new instead of us making memes and making fun of you and making a mockery of you. We would have already had that in the game plan. But you ain't had five minutes to sit down and give us a game plan and talk to us like we're all in this together. But you won't go on CNN with the other mayors and act like some, some, some pressure happening over here when you ain't even getting the love and respect here. So you could take it to CNN because right now your people are hurting. We looking for help. We looking for resources. We looking for a mayor that even cares. And she and my on us. So... Like the Buck Jump song said, we take it into the streets. Take it to the streets. All day. All day, but that's what they wanted. That's how I feel. Well, they that's why we got to keep with our grassroots organization so we can have us. We ain't waiting on nobody else to have us because together we're better together anyway. If we all put our resources together, we got some really effective people in this city. You heard me? We got some people with some talents in this city that goes very unnoticed because the light's not on New Orleans. Well, and, and if it's on New Orleans, it's on the... I'm not, the I don't want to say the wrong people, but... The repetitives. You have to be social media famous for the lights to get on you. Them people got a check that come with that. That ain't got right. nothing to do with social media. They get in people that fat check, and that's why they're a repetitive light. Right. But, you know, the people, like like you said, the grassroots, like the real people who really in the communities, really, really doing this, who really care. Like you said, corona hit, y'all ask no questions. Okay, the elderly people need cleaning supplies? Yeah. Here you go. Y'all ain't look for no recommendation for that or no, you know, participation award? No. Or we ain't calling Eric Paulson? At all. They be like, no. We had a whole group that did a challenge that went around asking, challenging people to feed healthcare workers and stuff. They gave them a look cute little few minutes on TV, you heard me? But that wasn't enough. Then people went around making sure your healthcare workers had meals and what they needed while they were out risking their lives. And we ain't talking about no MREs. They, no. Them people had real meals. Like, they were going around. Everybody was challenging each other. Everybody was putting together, providing clothes, food, meal. If they didn't have the money, you know, the meals, they was putting together money. They really came together. I ain't heard Mayor say nothing. Not even Councilman J. Banks. I'm just saying, I just tell people, everybody who for you ain't for you. And everybody that's... <laughs> that and people got to realize, but you know what? When God give you God, the universe, Allah, whatever you believe in, when they give you a platform, they come with responsibilities. You heard me? So just because what we see is not being done or our vision of what's happening is not being done, the universe 
the Lord, Allah does not sleep. Right. Okay. Right. They got to be accounted for that. Because that's, that's an assignment that was given to you. And when you don't do your assignment, just like in school, you get an F for fail, you get the same thing in life. And yep. that's not something that you really want. You understand? So at the end of the day, like they say, we're all accountable for our own actions. They got to be accountable for theirs too. And if they don't get that re-election or that hand clap second go round that you're looking for, then now you understand. But I'm hoping that she don't take it as an L and she take it as a lesson to come back and, and, and backtrack on what could have been done better to be a better person. Because, I mean, as a person, I like her. She cool. You know what I'm saying? She's a black woman. That's a two plus plus right there. You're black and you're a woman and you're a leader. You understand what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, God gave you an assignment. You have a responsibility. Some of us are really looking for her. Like, some of us really need her. Like, at the end of the day, you can come by and wave a magic wand and make things better for people that's been suffering. The people that had the house on the community downtown that had that uh, old house that had been sitting there since Katrina that they had been hustling out of, living out of, and all that. And people been suffering with that house for years. You came through, found out about that house, and in two seconds, that house was de demolished. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, right quick. Take the time out. That's all we're asking you to do because at the end of the day, it's corona. Let's be, let's be real. If I could be real, what's going on in City Hall right now? Nothing. What's, what's occupying your time that you can't step down off your pedestal and take care of some of the other stuff that could be done that you couldn't do when City Hall was pumping? That's all I'm saying. Nothing. Like this downtime right now, this is the time where you come down off your throne, you come on down to the hood, you come on down into the communities, you shake a few hands and kiss a few babies. That's all I'm saying. You got to be ghosts. But I'm going to let off her right now because guess what? I ain't entertaining her because at, at the end of the day, that'll make me just as bad. And I don't have the time to, you know, really bash what I feel like is the negative. We too busy trying to turn them into positives. Yeah, because you're doing some positive stuff before I get you out to Just let the people know again the name of your organization, your Instagram, your Twitter if you have one, your Facebook, or your number, you know. My Instagram is Erin's Nesting Place and Adrena Winfrey. Both of those, one, Adrena Winfrey, of course, is my personal page and Erin's Nesting Place is my business page, but you can contact me at either one of those. I also have Erin's Nest Mission LLC, which is my for-profit business. My website is www.erinsnestingplace.org. That is 24-7. Anytime you want to talk, it's confidential. I don't know who you are. You just log on. There's a chat line. As soon as you log on, ping. I ping you back. I don't even have even have to wait for it and you can communicate you can send me you know if you have a friend that's having a problem if you know somebody that's having a problem if you know someone that needs some help just refer someone my facebook is adrena aaron winfrey and aaron's nesting place i don't have twitter because i got grown children and that's the one social media spot i'm not allowed in so i don't have twitter but i'm new to uh what's this other thing clubhouse i'm on clubhouse I'm on um, Aaron's Nesting Place on Clubhouse as well. But over here, the mission is just to create an environment of peace, love, and happiness for our city. We want to see our city do better. We want to stop the violence. We want to educate our city. You know, we want to try to come together, bring any resources together. I may be an advocate for domestic violence, but I'm here for anyone who feels like they need any type of help, resources, guidance, just somebody to talk to. It just doesn't matter. We just have to create a space for people to be able to be there for each other, and that's the mission of Aaron's Nesting.
in place. 504-339-9330 is my phone number. It's 24 hours. Call me, text me, DM me, whatever you have to do. I'm here. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing. If y'all follow me on social media, I do have a lot of events that's going to be coming up for 2021, trying to get people engaged. I do do like support groups for domestic violence. Anybody that needs a non-judgmental space to just talk about some things that they've been through, we're starting that back up in January. It's going to be virtual. I'm also starting a new book club where we're going to sit down and, you know, pick a few books. We're going to get authors from the city of New Orleans so that we can read their books, support them, see what they're talking about, and hopefully encourage other people that are incited to uh, write a book. And also we're going to do every two months, we're going to go with Go With Your Move Biking and do a bike ride. Um, we did a Paint the City Purple bike ride that was very successful. You know, that we rode through the city, we prayed, we released some things on the water, you know, and that's the, the environment that I'm trying to create. So every two months, we're going to go with Go With Your Move and we're going to paint the city purple with the bike rides. But any events, all proceeds go back to my um, nonprofit organization. Anyone that calls me, they need help. You know, I have to have the funding to be able to help them. I take it out of my personal funds at times. But, you know, I also do a lot of fundraising so that we can have the funds to be able to reach out to people, you know, who needs the help. As well as I'm trying to build a safe house. I want to have my own housing so that when people call me for domestic violence issues, I don't have to find a city-funded shelter. We can have our own shelter, our own place of refuge for people who need immediate help. So once again, follow me, social media, Aaron's Nesting Place. And thank you, Ms. Winfrey. Thank you. And I just want to thank all the listeners and once again say Happy New Year. New Orleans, New Orleans, stop the violence, stop the violence, stop the violence. And this is You Gonna Film Me Podcast. I'm Slim and we out. Thank you. Yeah, look. Feel me 